Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Start your engines! Hey, Marbleheads out there. Matt Beamer here. Thank you so much for tuning in to us this week here at In the Marbles. Ian Lovis, our producer, and back again, Preston Lude. Preston, how's it going, man? Great. Right, man, it's good to have you back, man. Oh, it's man. been way too long. Congratulations on the baby. How's she doing? How's mom doing? How's everything going? Everything's good. Uh, baby's doing well. Good. Hopefully, baby will be coming home within the next week. They told okay. us about two or three weeks, possibly. So, yeah, uh, wife is doing well. Much better than when she was in the hospital for like a week straight and losing her mind. Oh, I can imagine. She was... Um, uh, what was it? She went in on a Monday afternoon. She was admitted, and that wasn't counting the ones the days prior to that. The week prior, she was like at the hospital. I think three different times. Wow! And then they finally, she went to a doctor's appointment, and they were like, "Yeah, you need to go to the just go to the hospital. We're gonna admit you. Get things going here." Yeah, that was about two weeks ago. And uh, when you said, "Nope, can't make it." Yeah, and I thought it was happening. We thought it. I, she had told me, "Hey." My doctor said she doesn't see why I won't deliver today. And I'm like, holy crap, this baby's coming on a Monday right away. Like, what's going on here? Right. And the baby didn't come until Thursday night at 7.50, but she lost her mind for a couple of days. Um, I can imagine. 
not, being not, at a hospital for like seven days straight and not being able to do anything. Exactly. Yeah. So her blood pressure was up and down for a while and then it got really high and she was on magnesium to prevent seizures and whatnot. And oh. yeah, it was uh, getting a little scary when she had the epidural that Thursday morning when they said, yeah, we're going to go and try and, uh, Get the ball rolling. So they gave her the epidural, and her blood pressure went up to like 190 over like 110 Ooh, immediately. Yikes. Yeah, it got pretty scary. So, um, but they gave, they were just giving her all kinds of medicine to keep it down. And I mean, they got to Thursday afternoon, and there wasn't really any progress being made. And they were they were kind of thinking this might go a couple different ways at how this baby's going to come. You know, they kind of mentioned like C-section, and my wife was like, "That's not going to happen." And I was like, well, if it has to happen, it has to happen. I mean, that's not, what do you mean it's not going to happen? So right. um, so one of the nurse left at 7 o'clock to do shift change, and there still wasn't really any progress. So like, man, what are we going to do? And then, like, I swear to you guys, like, at the snap of a finger, that baby was out in, like, two minutes. All of a sudden, things wow. just, like, she lost the um, – she wanted to get more – pain medicine so they were like yeah the anesthesiologist will be around because she was losing the um epidural like yeah it was, it was wearing, off. wearing yeah. off yeah wow. so they were like yeah they'll be around and my wife was like well they need to hurry because like this pain is a lot and Ugh. she's like i'm feeling this pain and the nurse was like no it's probably just a contraction and then also my wife was like she tells the nurse courtney she goes courtney no something's there and Courtney was like, no, you're just feeling something. And Ashton was just like, no, I feel a baby coming right now. And like Courtney oh, no. go, looks and she goes, oh, there is a baby coming. Oh, no. Let's get everybody in here. And like, it's like people were running into the room. The doctor who sits down, comes into the room and sits down. And that baby was out in a minute. Wow, I mean, like wow. it happened within like five minutes. Ashton was just like, oh, my God, something's happening now. And like it, it happened. And it was just that fast. And like even the nurses at the, the nurses station were just like, we didn't think that baby was coming that early. We thought it was going to be an overnight thing. And all of a sudden, things just changed in two minutes, and that baby was here. It was like the weirdest thing in the world. That's crazy, man. But, was, but everything's going well now, right? Yeah. Uh, when the baby came out, uh, she wasn't. there were times where she was holding her breath for some reason. Interesting. So they took the baby away right away. We got to see her for a second, but they took her straight to over across the way to the, uh, the NICU. Right. But she's making progress. She no longer has... Anything to help her breathe. She doesn't have a feeding tube anymore. She's doing much better. So right. people say that this baby looks like a fighter for sure. So all right, man, it's a good thing. So that's awesome. Wife is home now, so now we're just waiting to get the all clear to bring the baby home. All right, so things nice. are good, man. Good. Things there's a lot moving right good now. Deal. Well, I did get you this too. In addition to the T-shirts, I got you from Darlington. and I saw this and uh, and this had Preston's name all over it. Oh boy, what is it? <sighs> Oh my god. Is that autographed? Autographed Paul Menard big photo. Oh my go. god. I'm hanging this up in the Con- man cave. Congratulations on the baby. Oh my god. Thank you so much. No I'm going to love buddy. this forever. If um, it's a shame so, YouTube is down cuz people would see me holding this picture right now like, yeah, and like a, hugging it. Like his new baby. Oh my god. <laughs> but in addition to the shirt, I I saw that and I was like that has Preston's name right oh, man, this is awesome. Thank you, Beamer. Yeah, no problem, man. Congrats on the baby. <laughs> Thanks, I, man. I couldn't, I couldn't find anything for you guys except to, or Ian, except for the T-shirt. I figured, well, T-shirts will. T-shirt's good for my level of, of commitment to NASCAR <laughs> right. at the moment. Yeah, we'll get you the, we'll slowly break you in. And once you find a driver and I find you something like that, well, then there you go. Caught me off guard. Look at that. Vintage Palmenard looking 
into the abyss. So, Lou, that's your driver. That was my driver. He's guy. retired now. Yeah, he oh. retired. He retired, but that was that was my guy, man. One win in his Cup Series career, Brickyard 400, 2011. Let me see that. I'll man. never forget the day. Let me see that, man. I'll never forget the day. It was one of the greatest races I'd ever watched in my life on TV. I was screaming at my parents' house, and they were like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, there's nothing wrong with me. My driver finally won. Wow. Why not? That was that was when I told yep. Beamer, when I first met Beamer, and I heard him talking about NASCAR at Station 5 in the kitchen with somebody, and I went, NASCAR? Yeah, I know about NASCAR. And then Beamer looked at me. He's like, what do you know? And I was, he's like, who are you a fan of? And I said, Paul Menard. And at and that point, I realized he is a real fan of the sport because no one just picks Paul Menard. No one, yeah. It's like, How okay. not? That guy's got just like a classic chiseled jaw. Like, let me tell you, grizzle. other than a Facebook group of fans, I have only met like two fans in person of this guy ever. And really? it was at Darlington. Yeah. And I met some of his crew. They were walking across the street earlier in the day, and they went, hey, that guy's got a Paul Menard shirt on. I went, oh, my God, yeah. Hey. So it was, <laughs> it was awesome. So I was like, yes. Well, so. that's awesome, man. I'm glad you like it. Ian, how you doing? Dude, I'm doing great. Good, man. You still uh, you go on a date with that? Kayla. Kaylee. Kaylee. Oh. Forgot right. about it. So we went on a date, obviously, uh, last week. Yep, last week. And so this weekend is our next date. We're either going to be meeting in Charleston or we're going to be meeting halfway in Columbia. Okay. So I'll keep you posted. We've been, we've been talking on the phone. It's been good, man. Nice. It's been real good. Very nice. Well, I'm happy to hear both of you are doing well. We got a lot to cover. Went to Darlington. Stories to come, Ooh. I tell you. But we're just going to go ahead and hit the ground running, people. News in auto racing. Now, I can only find one piece of news that sprung to my attention early this morning. NASCAR is planning to transform the Auto Club Speedway into a half-mile short track. They will be calling it Next Gen and California Initial Impressions, Preston. I'm slapping somebody for this one. You don't like that? No. I saw a, I saw a, a quick diagram of it, and it looks to be like the short track, and a lot of people want those short tracks back. Well, I think this is going to be... Do you have the diagram right now? I'll try to find it, but to okay. me, this isn't like a bad thing. Well, okay, so they're taking away Auto Club in general, oh, right? Here it is. I'll show you it if... And once we get YouTube back up, which will be in the next couple of weeks. Well, how, how short is a short track? It's less good. than a mile. Less than a mile. Right. So, so this is almost looks like a Martinsville almost. It almost does look like a Martinsville. It said nothing about bankings. or I've, I've seen nothing about them keeping bankings, but it should be interesting. Could you imagine bankings in corners with it's, straightaways that long? It should be. <laughs> and, and, and based on what I'm seeing here, it looks like maybe a hybrid of martinsville maybe bristol and i mean i guess i could be okay with it but like why couldn't they just put the track on the inside of auto club and we could have both have both of because i like honestly i like auto club yeah auto it's probably club. one of my favorite tracks yeah very nice um i've enjoyed it but yeah it's um maybe i should take back that i would slap the it, person it, whose it like idea that was it looks like it's gonna be now that i see the blueprints i don't know though you know just Maybe I need a better picture rendering. Is, I think this is all in the works right now. Nothing's been set in stone. But NASCAR has submitted a proposal to change all club speedway from two-mile oh. track into a high-banked half-mile. 
So it's going to be a Bristol of the West Coast, from what it seems so like. So this is NASCAR's idea. I think so. I think this is this has something to do with NASCAR. Yeah. I want to know who's now. Now, now the uh, slapping offer might be back on the table because now I want to know whose idea this was. I, we'll see how it goes, man. I don't see anything wrong with it. Let's shorten it up. Maybe sell it out and. Have, yeah, I get. I guess a lot of fans now would rather have short track race and vice to two mile oval. Yeah, well, the, with the way racing has been going for years, yeah, probably I can see why. So what's the uh, what's the draw towards a short track? Versus a, uh, I think just closer action, maybe beating and more banging. beating and banging, and you you know just the competitiveness seems to go up. I'm still okay. keeping that slapping on the table. I might have to backhand somebody. All right, maybe just like a like a two finger golf slap. You know, no, I don't know. It depends on if it's I, the president or we'll, not. We'll wait to see. I don't think it said nothing about Steve Phelps. But we'll wait and see. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm open to the idea. I mean, now that I, you show me, I'm like, oh, okay, it doesn't like you know, and I. I, I think, I think maybe they're going to try to maybe sell some land and put money into it. We'll see. I don't know how that's going to work, but should be interesting nonetheless. But that's all the news I have, and that was it. And that was lucky to bring that up because I didn't have anything prior to that. Oh, well, um, Simon Roberts appointed to acting team principal at Williams. And did you see that Williams uh, CEO, Mike O'Driscoll, is his name, is going to retire after their transition the new owners, Dorleton Capital. I did see Williams sell the team, and that's so unfortunate with the legacy that Williams has in the sport of Formula One. Right, yeah. Maybe some new blood will rejuvenate, and they had a good run this past weekend in Italy. Mm-hmm. But from maybe 2008, or not 2008, 2017, 2018, they've just been on decline. Yeah, I think... The, ever, since, um, ever since Massa... Felipe Massa, Felipe Massa yeah. left the team. It seems like it's just been going downhill. Well, as far as I know, the new owners are going to just keep the the Williams name in there still. I don't think they have any plans to change it. I mean, we did see that Renault is changing to Alpine next season. Okay. Which is just like a Renault and Alpine. They're just different um, subsidiaries, I guess you could say. Right. Alpine's very popular with like rally car, okay. rally racing. Okay. So over in Europe, so... They're getting new colors, too, so that'll be interesting. That will be interesting. Red, white, and blue, I think it is for... The French. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the French. Good thing you caught on there. Yeah, I, I caught on. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, that's all the news we have. We're just going to get into the crazy weekend that was the Formula One race. As you know, I was at Darlington. Yes, and I'll get more into it in there, but I found myself going to McDonald's to get breakfast. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about that. McDonald's has good chicken biscuits. Oh, the best breakfast out of they any. They do have a good chicken biscuit. So I, I got a chicken biscuit and a couple of hash browns after driving a couple of hours to Darlington. Good choice. And there's this guy in there holding up his phone, doing his thing, and it was a Formula One race. Oh, and I'm there next to him, and it was so awkward because I'm sitting there and looking at him. I'm not. I'm looking at his phone. I'm looking at the phone. It's like, oh, he's watching Formula. Good, okay. And then we wash our hands. It's like, who's winning? He said Hamilton. Mm. And this was during the first caution with, I believe, Magnuson. Oh yeah, when Kevin Magnuson pulled over in front of pit lane, and I had no idea what was going on because all I saw was the safety car and cautions out, and yeah, and he's like, "We're they're going through around pit stops now, but right now it looks like a normal Formula One race." Yes, mm-hmm. that, that Magnuson issue 
changed everything because it happened right after, right before the entrance to form, uh, pit road. And I've never seen Formula One close pit road before. I've never seen an issue where they've had to do anything in my 20-something years of watching Formula One. Yeah, you want to know where this comes down to? This is, when you ask that guy and he says, who's winning? And he says, Hamilton. Then in the back of my mind, a Lee Corso come out and it says, not so fast. And, and I would say that now because at the time it's like, oh, I'm not going to listen to anything, go on social media, I want to. Watch the race. Yeah, and that's home. why when I had texted you and you told me not to say anything anyways, I was like, oh, all right, well, at least he's recording it. Yeah, I'm recording <laughs> it. I watched it the next day, and I tell you, at first it was like that. It's like, oh, Magnuson, right. And then, you know, oh, Hamilton's under investigation for pitting under a closed pit. Interesting, because I've never heard of, again, Formula One closing pit road whatsoever. Yeah. The Leclerc accident happened. Red flag to race. Again, another really first for me. That rarely happens. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, Hamilton's got to stop go penalty. Well, here, I want to go back for a second. When the Kevin Magnuson, when he pulled off right there, which was odd that he just pulled right off and stopped. It looked like he could have rolled all the way through to pit lane. He was right there. Hamilton pitted, and so did Giovinazzi. Yep. I was talking to Maples. We were wa- both watching the race. We were texting each other. And then you hear pit lane was closed. And I said, oh, pit lane was closed. And they said under investigation. And I said, he better be getting a penalty. And Joe Finazzi got his penalty very quickly. And I said, they still haven't given Hamilton's penalty yet. And I'm like, I swear if they do not give this man a penalty, I was thinking I'm going to lose my mind. I was thinking, are they going to give this guy a penalty or not? Yeah, I'm, we're waiting, we're waiting, and we didn't even find out he was going to get the penalty until the red flag when Leclerc, which, wow, his accident, the camera caught it right as he was in the gravel about to hit the, the barrier yeah, all of a sudden. That was I mean, a hard that was, hit. It was like, ooh. Holy cow, out of nowhere. They just cut right to it as he was coming across, and it was nuts, but Ferrari had a tough weekend, though. We'll get to that oh in a second. Oh, gosh, yeah, they did. So it, there was a lot going on because Lance Stroll was the only one that stayed out still under the safety car. Everybody came to pit road. And yep. I'm like, what is Lance Stroll staying out for? And then we get, we go back to racing, and then the red uh, caution immediately again. Leclerc goes off out the way, and then we get a red flag, and I get hit with the text. Maples is like, Leclerc is, I mean, uh, Stroll just played this into his hands. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, do you didn't hear? They can change tires under a red flag and not lose a position. That's a first. Never yep, knew that. That's, that. I learned that, too. It's like, ooh, interesting. So I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, so is Hamilton have to serve his penalty under caution, or is it have to be, can he come under caution, or does he have to do a green flag? And commentators said it too. He's got to serve it under the green. And I was like, yes. 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 And after that, everything changed. Everything changed. And I was just H- like. Hamilton the, was at the back of the pack. He was coming, and I was just like, please don't be. No more safety car. Please, no more safety car. I don't need it, because this will give this man even more momentum. Because he finished, what, seventh, I think it was. He finished seventh in the race, which was really impressive going all the way to the back. Yeah. To the front. It was. With that gap and everything. But Pierre Gasly scoring his first Formula One win. I was really happy to see that. Really happy to see that. The first French driver to win since the 1996 Monaco Grand Prix, Oliver Panis. Wow. <laughs> but that was really impressive. To see him win, I was so happy about that. And even the podium 
was nothing like I predicted. Gasly, Carlos Sainz, Lance Stroll, top three, Racing Point. So I got my Racing Point shirt Ma- on today. Racing Point, McLaren, and Toro Rosso, I believe it is. Alpha Tauri. Alpha Tauri, thank you. Toro Rosso was, I guess, a few years ago. Yeah, that was uh, previously. Well, yeah, what do so, I know? Uh, Formula One. But, man, that was, those were my top three. My fourth-place driver, Daniel Ricciardo, was finishing six. And then I got to give it to Hamilton after the penalty, going all the way to the back, finishing seventh. Great run for him. Horrible run for the Ferraris of Sebastian Vettel and Charles Leclerc. Brake failure and accident at their home racetrack. I feel bad for it's just Leclerc. Not I mean, he came around that final turn, and the back end, he just lost. I mean, just lost it, man. Once the back end just backs out just a little bit when you're going that fast, even if you think you're going to correct, and I'm sure going to be overcorrecting. I'm sure the weight of the engine doesn't help out. It just carries no, the momentum. I mean, on. that's that was it. I mean, that one little bobble and. See you later. But I mean, that was awesome, and I got it. I got to say this in Hamilton's defense. It took me three or four times to watch the replay of him coming into pit road to find the where it, it said the pit road's closed, and for some reason it's on the left side, like to where you can't see it. Yeah, the lights. I, yeah, I agree. And see, when they were talking about that, I kind of agree with them. Why don't they have a light at the entrance of pit road? So when they showed. The lights on the far left-hand side, which is all the way across the track coming around the turn. You have one, and then you have a second one. Yeah, you're not focused on there. You're when you watch it corner. in real time, it looks like it says safety car anyways, the S and the C. Right. But they had to literally slow it down and stop it freeze frame by freeze frame, and it shows an X. And I was like, I don't know how you could even tell it's an X from that far away. And it amazes me that like the stewards didn't even say, hey, pit road's closed, and then them go, hey, like a NASCAR. Hey. They did, actually. So what had happened was it came up, and it was it gets relayed to everybody's team computers, apparently. Right. And so it's on the engineers or whoever's fault it is, and they didn't pick it up right away. They said pit, and then he already was entering pit road, and then they said, oh, never mind, don't pit, but he was already there. And he's like, well, what, am I supposed to pit or not? And he's like, are we going to get a penalty? And they're like, we're checking on it now. And did you see when he got out of his car, he got on a scooter right away? Did you see that? He probably went to go protest it. He, and say, he rode his scooter down pit lane, and five <laughs> minutes later, the camera picks him up, and he's coming out of the stu- uh, a talk with the stewards, and I was like, I would love to know what was going on there. What kind of scooter is he riding? He's just I, like I don't know. one it's of just... those push ones. Um, man, like a Razor? Yeah, like the Razor. Yeah, yeah, a Razor. <laughs> yeah, he just, he, as soon as he got out of his car, they had it right next to his car, and he's just... Just pushing, just riding around down pit lane, around everybody and everything. That's Some hilarious. people are sitting in the car still. Yeah. Kimmy Räikkönen was giving so, his team some. He was like, where's the blankets for the tires? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get them on. He's like, no, don't tell me you're getting them on. Do it. You you keep telling me, yeah, but it's not happening. So, so obviously, you guys are super psyched. Oh, this is. It was a good race. Oh, it was fantastic. And it makes me think a little bit about, like, the Djokovic upset. This uh, in tennis, are you guys familiar? Is that where he hit him in the chest with the ball? Or he 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 like he hit made the magic shot of hitting a lines judge straight in the throat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Now he was nobody was even close to Djokovic. He was the number one pick for everybody, Um, but he got kicked out of the whole thing. Um, That's a doesn't really have much to do with this, but it just made me think about that. Oh, but, it kind of does. I mean, that's like the top guy. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much. That's what pretty happened. much what happened here. Everything just got well. Okay, so the start of the race, Botas had, I guess, issues. Well, yeah. first of all, for, um, 
Mercedes didn't really have the straight line speed. They were more set up for downforce in the corners. And they're, and I even heard him in the commentary say they're not used to racing anybody. So yeah. you get them in dirty air, and it's like, that's it for And that's it. Mercedes. So Botas was struggling, and he thought that he had a puncture on the first lap, yep. and he did not. I he was just that. It was just that bad. So once you... Once he and he wasn't moving up at all, and mm-hmm. like that, the first I don't even know how many laps it was until that first caution, he was stuck back in like fifth. I mean, McLaren got a great start. Carlos Sainz, Lando Norris, Botas was kicked to, to the back. Yeah, of some. He was. So Mercedes struggled, and then you take Hamilton out of the equation, and then everything is off the table. That's it. It could be anybody. We thought I thought it was going to be Lance Stroll, then it wasn't. Kimi Raikkonen looked like he had a chance but he stayed on soft tires for some odd reason while everybody was on mediums and he got passed yeah which the alfa romeos i don't think they're that fast anyway so not at all um my top five was basically the first four and then i gave lewis hamilton the fifth spot so i have lando norris as fourth i mean just like for all those guys right there what a great finish it was it was awesome to watch and I'm going to let you start on rating the race, and you'll be happy with mine this week. Okay, so I rated mine high. Even though I'm very new to Formula 1 technically still, I gave this one a high rating. Let's hear it. Unpredictability, once Lewis Hamilton got the penalty, I put that at a 10 because oh, wow. we did not know what was going to happen after that, and we, I, I didn't. Intensity was a 9, as it was. Excitement, 10. That you you cannot tell me that anybody that is not a Mercedes fan, once they know that Mercedes is not in the picture anymore, you cannot tell me that nobody does not get excited right. at that point. Competitiveness, I gave it a 9. There were battles. Some people were very upset with other people. Should have seen qualifying. Qualifying got really... We can talk about that another day. Memorability, I gave it a 10. That is so far one of the most memorable races I have seen to this day, even though I'm fairly new. Right. I'm definitely going to remember this one for quite some time. Oh, yeah, it had everything in it. Oh, yeah, it did. Safety cars, red flag, Lewis Hamilton getting a penalty. No one saw that coming. Nope. So 9.6 overall. Well, mine's high, higher than average with Formula One, okay. but not as high as yours. Memorability, 8. Intensity, 8. Competitiveness, 9. Excitement, 9. Unpredictability, 9. 8.6. Just a point off of you. Not bad. And next week, we're going to... Magello circuit in Italy for the first time ever in Formula One history due yep. to the schedule change with the COVID-19 pandemic and have no history to look back on. Who to watch? Hamilton, Botas, Stroll, Norris, and Verstappen. My who to watch? I have the Mercedes drivers, Verstappen, Lando Norris, and I put Pierre Gasly in there. He's I think some, he's got the momentum. He's got some wind in his cells, and they were talking about throughout the race about inverting the field and how much fun it was. And it's like, yeah, that's a lot of fun. If Hamilton can make it his way through the field. Then I'll be more impressed by him every week if he does. But the fact that he starts out front and leads every lap, and it's boring to me. But this race was fun. Yeah, so a couple tidbits. I heard in the broadcast that the last time Formula One saw a winner other than Mercedes, Red Bull, or Ferrari, we had to go all the way back to 2013, Kimi Raikkonen, when he was racing with Lotus. Do you know what track it was? I want to say Germany. Australia. <laughs> Darn it. I, was, I didn't know it either. I so. was way off. <laughs> I also read somewhere that said, uh, this is the first time. So when they said the the, um, the turbo hybrid era, I had to go and search it online how long that's been. I think since 2014 was introduced. The first time in the turbo hybrid area that Mercedes has not scored a podium. Nice. That is a, that's impressive. That's a long run. Yeah, that is. 
What a shakeup this was. It really so, was. Great race. Does this represent like a major change in who who's who in Formula One? Or is no, it I think like, this was just one of those off race, one-off thing. One-off race. That, that was a perfect storm for everybody else but Pierre Gasly. Mm. So, I think everybody won Formula One this weekend. Man. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad I... Could you imagine if fans were there? How exciting that really would have been? Yes, absolutely. And... I'm glad I waited and not spoiled the surprise for me going back to coming back from Darlington, but great race. And if all of them are like that, I'd be more impressed with Formula One. But that race in Italy at Mugello is going to start on September 13th, 9, 10 a.m. Set your DVRs on ESPN. Looking forward to it. It's so going to be fun. I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you agree with the current qualifying format in Formula One? The three qualifying sessions where they knock out five drivers in each session, and then the final session is just the top ten. Yeah, it's always been like that for me. Do you think they should change it? No. Okay, so the reason I said that, because I, I, don't, I don't know if I was talking to you about it. I talked to I was talking to Maples about it. We were texting back and forth. But um, there was drama in the first qualifying session the other day, Saturday morning. Well, Saturday afternoon, their time. Everybody likes to go out on their own at times the first part of the session. Then we get to the later part of the session. You know how everybody comes back down to the garage to cool the brakes off. Yeah. Keep heating the tires. Get ready for that one last run. Yeah, everyone's going to make that last run. Well, everybody goes out at the same time. Okay. So you have a cluster, and we got they, – they came around to do their flying lap, and you had about six cars all within a second and a half of each other. There's an easy way to fix that. Leave earlier. Exactly. So George Russell was complaining about it because Esteban Ocon – I think it was Ocon – was blocking him. No, um, somebody Ocon was blocking somebody else, but George Russell got caught up in the middle too, and Russell was not very happy about it. It's not like the Williams cars were going to make it out of Q1 anyways. Right. I hate to say it, but he's like, maybe we should just go off of constructor um, standings, and that's who gets to go out first, and we have to leave a five-second interval between each other. And I was like, uh, maybe you just need to just go out at a different, well, see the reason everybody likes to go out at the same time too, is because they want to pick up the draft drafting. And that's, that's why. So, Hey, I mean, that's what you get. Some people like to slow down. Some people pass each other to get ahead. That's why NASCAR got rid of that knockout qualifying because everybody waited until the last minute. And there was one race. I think it was California. As a matter of fact, where nobody went, one person got the, Go ahead, and then everybody else missed it, and that guy won the pole just cruising around. Well, what and what's funny was nobody was going, nobody went out until Mercedes went because Mercedes was like, it's not going to matter to us because we're going to be up at the front anyways. Right. So once you see Mercedes leave pit lane, then everybody else leaves pit lane, and it just looks like a traffic jam coming off of pit lane anyways. So it's just one of those things. Instead of leaving at two minutes, say, all right, we're leaving at five minutes. Yeah. See, and you know, it's funny, like when I. I know it's a different it's different between virtual and reality, but when I'm racing virtually, I want to go out by myself, man. I don't like getting caught up because I can tell you what, people on the track will mess your flying lap up sometimes if they're oh, they just will. on the outlap and it's awful. So oh, well. I don't think I agree with George Russell. I think you know what, you just have to deal think, with it, man. Yeah. Maybe but I don't see any problem with the qualifying Qualifying that's what makes the drama better over the weekend is qualifying yeah, I, too it's i don't so, see i don't see the issue with it whatsoever but what do i know <laughs> you're just a podcast host I'm just a podcast host <laughs> and that's all i do but man if you got nothing else for formula one we're going to go ahead and hit into nascar fun weekend in nascar we're going to start off with the xfinity series 
Green, green, green. Doing Xfinity first, they were the first cars on track at Darlington, and I got stories from Sunday that you guys would like to hear. So Brandon Jones wins an exciting race there after the leaders, Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin, got into it and into mm. the wall. Brandon Jones took advantage and went, won his third race of the season, set up very good for the playoffs. How did you enjoy the race? It I was, thought the Xfinity was fun. It was good. Um so that battle at the end between Chastain and Denny Hamlin was kind of reminded me of Shades of 2003 with the Cup Series when Ricky Craven and Kurt Busch went at it. It was, that was... Yes and no. It was, it was, a, it was kind of, I didn't say it directly reminded me of it, but it kind of did because it was nice to see just a battle in the closing laps and then, well, Denny Hamlin just tried to sail it off into three too hard. And, yeah, I had a foot in the mouth moment because I thought the once the season ended for the Cup in Daytona, the regular season... That okay, everybody's in the playoffs now. Yeah, I found that out. I had to look this morning and double check. So I tweeted out there. It's like I didn't think Cup drivers could race in playoff in Xfinity playoff. Come to find out, after the race, they said, "Oh, we're only a few races away from the end of the regular season." I said, "Oh no!" I sent out a tweet. It's like what a foot in the mouth moment. The races for the playoffs for the Xfinity race start after Bristol here in a couple weeks. Mm So that was a foot in the mouth moment. It got a double header coming up in Richmond. We'll get more into that. But here are my top five from the Xfinity race. Ross Chastain finishing second after starting fifth. Noah Gregson improving his position from 14th to 7th. Austin Hill, 26th to 9th. Very good run for him in his limited Xfinity schedule. Myatt Snyder driving for Rayum Brothers Racing. Started 20th, finishing 10th. Very good run. And Chase Briscoe. Was up there, had a little bit of an issue with the rear when he got into the fluid there with that guy dropping the rear end fluid, finishing 11th, but was up there all day. Here's how I rated the race. Or you go for your top five first. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we can do it like that. Uh, Brandon Jones was obviously my first. Good for him. Just there at the right time, you know. Got to be there at the right time. Got to be there at the right time. Uh, Ross Chastain, I gave it a second. My second place in the top five to him, second stage one, fourth, stage two, and then finishing second overall, even though he had that run in with Hamlin right at the end, which is a shame. It's a killer, but still, yeah, second place, to... I'll take a second place finish over Wrecking Out, that's for sure. And he locked himself in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Sieg, great run by him, ninth, stage one, sixth, stage two, and finishing third overall. Michael Annette, I gave fourth. That man, a pretty decent day, eighth. All yep. the way across the board, so right, so good for him. Finish and consistent. then I gave Chase Briscoe the fifth spot as well. So all right, how did you rate the race? How I okay? So memorability eight, unpredictability eight, especially there at the end. Excitement nine, competitiveness eight, and intensity eight. Eight point two for the Xfinity race from Darlington. Okay, that's just a tick higher than mine. All right, how do you do? Uh, unpredictability eight. Intensity, 8. Excitement, 8. I gave competitiveness a 7. And memorability, I gave it a 9. And okay. like I said, it was that battle at the end really helped kind of seal that. I mean, anytime I can, I don't know, to me, when I see a battle like that, that kind of reminds me of, like, taking it back to the old days. I mean, I thought it was just a good tooth and nail battle. And the Xfinity cars can take a lot more 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready beating and banging on that right side if they got to get up against the wall and like the cup cards of course right so but then it kind of killed it when hamlin sent it full send i guess into three and got into the wall and then chastain ran right into the back of him that kind of killed it there but not for brandon jones no brandon jones said i'll take that win yep and so and like i said we got a double header coming up in richmond next weekend the 11th and 12th the race on september 11th starts at 7 p.m the race on September 12th starts at 2 p.m., both on NBCSN. Can't wait for that. Here's my who to watch for in that. Noah Gregson, an average finish of 4.5 and two starts. Ross Chastain, average finish of 20.75, but he had a low finish there for Darlington last week, and I think he's going to be a contender for that first win. Brandon Brown, average finish of 26.5 there. Chase Briscoe in three starts, average finish of 13th. And Justin Allgaier, average finish of 13.25. Those are my top five. Not bad. I like that. Who do you got? I have Austin Sendrick. All right. Even though he had kind of a look like he, I mean, I wouldn't say he had a rough weekend, but no, I don't think you would have really thought that he would finish that far down. I mean, he didn't finish far down, but. Right. Uh, no Gregson. Brandon Jones, I think he carries momentum into Richmond. Chase Briscoe, I think he, he needs to kind of rebound after that 11th place finish. I'm sure he wants to do better. And Riley Herbst. Oh, Riley good, Herbst. Pick. good pick there, Riley. So, we'll see. And that's coming up here, like I said, this weekend on September 11th and 12th. Can't wait for that. The final couple races in order to get locked into the playoffs. Playoff start at Bristol. I know that now. Truck series. Now, I got my stories here from Darlington. Okay, let's hear it. So I wake up early on Sunday because I want to get up to the track early, get a good spot, go souvenir shop and do everything, do all the fun stuff. Yeah. Right, get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. And and tailgate. Mm Mm-hmm. I go to exactly where I was at last year, and the gate is closed. Where was so, that last year? On the back stretch. Like, oh, you park on the back stretch? Yeah, or it was on the front stretch, but it was. Um, is it the big open field? It's a big open field. Yeah, yeah, the, the free front, parking in the front stretch. Yeah, the free parking. Yeah, yeah, I know. What you're so talking I'm about. thinking it's going to open at eight. I didn't hear anything, or Darlington didn't say one thing. Coming to that point in the day, it said just come and. Race starts at six and enjoy the day. So I try to f- I go around to the back stretch to see what's going on because going usually on. there's a lot going on over there. Exactly. So I go in there and talk to this guy and he said gates don't open till one o'clock. Oh gosh! 
Well, what time did you get there? I got there at nine. Oh God! So now I'm thinking, what am I going to do for four hours to kill this time? Florence so that, is not really a no. Darlington itself place is not to kill four hours at. No, it's like, it's like okay. So I went to Walmart, go self check. I said I'm hungry. I went to McDonald's and bumped into that guy Formula One race, and then I went to this bargain place. This is bargain bin place in the backstretch called Beaver Bins Bargain Outlet. It's just a store of bins? It's just a store of bins and it's junk. I almost bought you an Anaheim Mighty Ducks calendar. <laughs> it's like, oh man, that'd be cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was just junk. From just, 2018. Just a, no, it was like the most <laughs> random stuff. It's that, wait, is it like a permanent store or is it one of those like just no, a no, setup? No, it's a permanent store oh. there in Darlington. And oh, every, I've never seen and it. That was the place to be. It was packed. Wow. Mm. No social like, distancing. Like, eh? I am not going to kill three hours here. So I went back to Walmart and walked around there for a few hours. And then. What do you do in Walmart for three hours? <laughs> I, I was going to ask the same thing. <laughs> what uh, just following people? What, what's going on? I was just people watching, man. <laughs> I wonder what the Walmart employees were probably thinking if they saw him come back and they said, I mean, what's that guy doing yeah, back here again? This guy didn't buy anything the first time. What did he forget? <laughs> me, sir. You're making our customers uncomfortable. <laughs> I wasn't that creepy. I, the way I feel, feel, I wasn't that creepy. But then I went to, it was about 1 o'clock at that point, so I went back to the gate on the front stretch where yeah. they were having to park in, and they were closed. Still. Still. And you could the line was starting to form. Oh. It's like, oh, man. So I went down to a gas station. That's where I found your Paul Menard thing. They had a little independent tent there, and I found your ad, and it's like, and I look on the Darlington app, and it says gates open at two. Now I got to kill another hour. Matt is texting me and the entire I, time I am, too. I am driving around Darlington. I feel like I did the Southern Five Hundred just as many times as I drove. <laughs> he around. texted me, and he's like, "The gates aren't open yet." And then I hit. We talk again later on the day. And he goes, "They're still not open yet." <laughs> These guys are losing stock. <laughs> yeah, really he was upset. The, the communication there. There was a big breakdown. We the gates finally open. I finally get in right when I. The truck race was starting. Mm. Yeah. So I rolled down my windows and listened to the radio and listened to the truck race. We finally get to the can. We finally get. I finally get to the parking spot. Sit down, crack a beer open, set up the canopy. There were no canopies around me, so I said, "Hey guys, if you help me set up this canopy, we can all use it." So I met a few guys there, and we're just talking. They're from Chester, 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 South Carolina, and uh, they're they're from the, the most podunk places and. Right. South Carolina, I feel. So we're sitting there having a few beers, and about an hour later, this guy from Darlington walks up and says, hey, guys, thanks for being here. It's like, I want to be anywhere else in the world rather than right here, right now on a racetrack. I have, oh, and, boy. And, it, and I said, it's just a bummer that we're not allowed in a truck race. He said, what are you talking about? Oh, I, said, no. I said, no, don't do this to me, because I was told <laughs> by one of your representatives on the phone that... Nobody was allowed in the truck race. He said, "Yeah, you have a couple to the kid. If you have a ticket to the cup race, you're allowed in the truck race." Oh, get out of town, uh, man! And so I was like, "You're you're telling me I went to a racetrack and I'm not watching a race? I'm listening to it instead of watching." And at that point, I was maybe four or five beers in. And okay. at that point, it's like, okay, I'm just going to chill here with the guys. It's about four o'clock now. I'll wait another hour and start making my way to the racetrack. And did that. Closed up shop at the can or. At the parking lot and went to go, you know, souvenir shop. That's where I got the North Wilkesboro shirt. And nice. Got nice. a hat and, you know, 
it's like, okay, did the over the air scanning program and sit down and the driver intros were going on, the anthem, the flyover, and all that junk that I was talking to you about mm-hmm. just went out the window. Once the cars came by for the first pace lap, just yep. oh, it's like everything went away. Everything's fine. The, the, the crap that of this whole pandemic thing, nobody thought about that. It was, I'm at the racetrack. Mm. Passion. Yeah. It was just absolutely. straight up passion. And then they dropped a green flag. And it was great. Had a great time. Missed a truck race. That stunk. Wow. The weather was perfect. The race was perfect for the Cub race. Had to come back and watch the truck race on DVR. Yeah. Well, so was it Was it hot? No. It was perfect. Like, no humidity. Really? Wow. It was in the <laughs> mid to low 80s. Yeah. It sounds perfect. 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 And, and once the sun set, I, we, I sat in the Pearson section, which is the exit of turn. It was just like three and four. Up and four, yeah, where I was at last year. So the sun was already setting by the time Yep. Mm-hmm. the race happened. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have known about the sun setting last year when it started at like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, so. That's when it ended this year, so yeah. it ended on schedule. <laughs> yeah, last year was not so lucky but, for but everybody. To last year, this year, it was great. I mean, the it was all different because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But yet, all the same. Did they have uh, merchandise haulers back? Yeah, they had a NASCAR one, a Stuart Stuart Haas Racing one, the Chase Elliott one, Hendrick Chevy. They had all that. Mm-hmm. And that's and I went up to the Stuart Haas one, which I don't understand why, because I buy my cars. You know, I buy the cars. Yeah. After the race. Mm-hmm. And and it blows me away that they come out with these paint scheme stuff and don't have any diecast readily available. Oh, for the throwback schemes. For the throwback. And, you know, I'd like to buy it at the racetrack. And, yeah, you know, we don't have those here. So now I've got to special order it and it's got to do all that stuff now. Yeah, I've seen it before. And once we, we get out of the track, you go straight to wherever you got to go and you buy it right away. Yep, give me the car. Yeah. Give me the car. Yeah, that sucks. It's awful. But overall, great weekend. I'm just going to go ahead and give you, I'm just going to go ahead and cover the cup race right now. Okay. Top five drivers. Austin Dillon finishing second there. I thought he might have had a shot at the win. Did you, yeah, uh, so on TV, on that final lap, I don't know if Harvick was taking it easy in three and four, but Austin Dillon looked like he sent it it into four, and he was coming, and Maples texted me, he said, I was about to lose it if Austin Dillon was about to pass him for that win, because he, on TV, it looked like he was, he was going to do it, and I was like, holy crap. Well, as I was watching it, Austin was sideways, Harvick was running his line, it looked like Harvick was just kind of moseying it oh, in there. He was there. just moseying it I in there. I think he knew that the lap car was going to be a pick if Austin Dillon were to show up there. Right. But so. I, 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 I got to see Harvick win, another driver that I've never seen win before. But Austin Dillon's my number one driver. Eric Jones started 30th, finished 4th. That's good. Amazing run for him. Kyle Busch started 15th, finished 7th. Good point stay for him. Harvick starting 8th, finishing 1st. Good run for Harvick. Glad to got to see him win. And Kurt Busch rounding out my top five. Started 16th, finishing 8th. And I'm not even going to – I'm just going to go ahead and say rating the race. 10's all the way down. Okay. All right. And it's going to happen like that at Bristol probably. It was just great being there, great being among friends, great being at the racetrack. Again, yeah. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. That's and, good. And I like that. How, so how would you – who are your top five from the Southern 500? Uh, I have Alex Bowman. I thought he had a good run. Austin Dillon, Kevin Harvick, I put in there. I put William Byron as my fourth. Good run by him. I have 
my William Byron hat on today. And uh, I gave Kurt Busch, I put Kurt Busch fifth as well. I think uh, he was kind of quiet. He's one of those quiet guys. He got stage points in, all, in both stages and then top ten finish. So good for him. Yeah, it was a really good run, and it was just so much fun to watch. But then I was um, going through Twitter. Oh, boy. And Sherry Pollux, who is Marty Trex Jr.'s girlfriend. Yeah. After that pass he made in turn one, and he washed up and hit Chase Elliott, I, ooh. Yikes. That was awesome. That was awesome. A lot of Chase fans in the stands didn't like that. I liked it. Of course it not. Because I didn't want to see Chase win. I saw him win at the Roval. Yeah. She went back to a few years ago when, at Martinsville, he was bumped out of the way by Joey Logano and lost that race. And Sherry said this. He raced him clean, he being Martin Drex Jr. and him being Joey Logano. He raced him clean for six to seven laps and never touched him. Drex would have never dumped him for a win. Rubbed, yes, dumped, no. You don't know him very well. And then, just a few days ago... First of all, I wasn't driving it. Second, I'd rather have a driver that goes for it than plays follow the leader and waits till the end. Third, he has 27 career wins in a cup championship, so his knowledge, his driving knowledge, must be working out pretty good for him. It was just kind of parallel. It was just kind of like if it's done to Truex, oh, that's a bad move. But if he does it to someone else, then it's like, oh, he was just going for the win. Yeah, I found that pretty funny. I don't agree, like. That was Chase that said that? No, that was Sherry Pollux who said that. No, no, nobody replied, though? No, it was just kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, I put them together, and it's like, oh, just a funny contrast between. I mean, like, what's wrong with playing follow the leader? I like to follow the leader until the end, too. Right. I mean, that's what Austin Dillon was doing. I mean, look, people are going to be upset about the, the move. Like, Chase fans are going to be upset. But first of all, you have to kind of – I'm looking at it like this. You have to look at the track that we're racing at, too. It's yeah. not... And the race event It's itself. not the most ideal for two wide racing. So, and especially entering turn one, we all know that if you're trying to make a pass going into turn one, you're going to do on the inside, somebody's going to get on that apron first before they wash up the track anyways. Right. There's not a lot of grip. They probably... Tire fall-off was probably a lot, like usual at Darlington, because there's all kinds of sand and bull crap on that track anyways. Right. When the driving's very slow, you can hear the sand kicking up inside the car. So, I mean, that's just a Truex just going for a move, and that's what Chase gets for not letting him go by. Maybe I mean, he has to race him for the win. Yeah, it was I mean, a you should know that Truex is coming to that inside. Laps. I don't know, but then, yeah, I don't know. That I mean, was, if if I mean, in the heat of the moment, you don't really know. But if you go back and look at it, Chase probably could have backed off and let him slide up, and he probably could have just made a crossover move on him in two, and then just taken the lead right back. But it's a heat of the moment thing, and heat you should just know. It was a good race. It was fun yeah. to be at. Glad to have been back. I'm sure the fans just loved in general that they were beating and banging for a win anyways. Yeah, it was a good race. It, it didn't disappoint, like no, I said. absolutely Top not. tens, or tens all the way down for me. Couldn't complain. But how would you rate the race? I never heard how you I well. I mean, it's it's decent. I mean, it, I wasn't there. I think so if you were there, you I would have definitely it. gave it much more. Yeah, it was awesome. It would have been nice to just be in the presence of racing again in general. It was overall a seven point eight. So I gave unpredictability an eight, intensity an eight, excitement an eight, competitiveness an eight, and then memorability was a seven. So I kept it kind of decently high, but 
Right. Like you said, if I would have been there, definitely would have been much better. Definitely a lot better there because I tried to, I watched it again to see what I missed and I'm glad I was there because my DVR cut off like with four laps to go. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I hope that we can get back to normal next year because Ian, you definitely got to go to one of these races oh, too. I, it's, love uh, to go. I think you would have fun there. A whole a whole day of it is so we'll, much we'll fun. We'll do it right in Kill Camp into where we don't have to worry about driving. We you just have some fun. Yeah. Have some fun. It's, yeah. Richmond coming up. A short track and then another short track to finish off the round of sixteen. Richmond, who do you have? Who you got I have Denny Hamlin getting a rebound. He needs it. Chase Elliott, I think he's going to be a little upset from last week, this past weekend, so he's definitely going to want to up his game. Truex is going to be on his game as well, I think. I give Kyle Busch in my top five because he really needs something. He needs to pull something out, he's yeah. A, Clint Boyer is going to be my fifth. He had a good run. Yeah. He had a good so. run. Yeah, that's a good top five here in my top five. Even though he has a win now in the round of 16, advancing to the round of 12. Kevin Harvick. 7.25, runs very well there at Richmond. Denny Hamlin, 1 in 2017, average finish of 6.25. Bracken Solowski, average finish of 7th there. Jimmy Johnson, 9.25, though he's not in the chase. I'd love to see him win one more before he hangs up the helmet. And I thought he might have there. He had a good show in there at the start of the race there. He did. And he just fell off. And Kyle Busch. Winner of the 2018 fall Richmond race, average finish of 5.25. So I think he's got a good shot at it. That race is going to be on September 12th at 7.30 p.m. And we'll do our quick little look at the trucks going to Richmond as well. well. The truck race was fun to watch. I wish, or to hear, I should say. I wish I would have known that they would allow fans in the stands, but... I didn't really see any fans on there, TV. There were, there were fans there. And once I watched it on TV, it's like, there they were. It's like, dadgummit. <laughs> I can't believe I missed <laughs> it. But just listening to it was a lot of fun. Um, I gave it an overall of 7.6 with uh, my top five being Christian Eckes, Ben Rhodes, who won the race. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Todd Gittlin, Timmy Hill, who had a great run, started 21st, finished 9th, and Stuart Friesen finishing 8th. And they're going to be racing Richmond as well. well. They haven't raced Richmond since 2005. Wow. Mike Skinner won that race in the trucks. Ooh, old school. That race is going to be September 10th at 8 p.m. on FS1. And here are my top five who to watch. Matt Crafton raced there. Average finish of 18.5 in his last few starts. Needs to rebound. I think he needs to step it up here a little more. 
Johnny Sauter in three starts. Average finish in 19th. Stuart Friesen, number three. Raphael Lassard, four. And Tanner Gray is going to be my top five for who to watch. Good picks. You're waiting on me, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm waiting on you now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was. <laughs> uh, you must have forgotten the flow in the past. Yeah, I have here. forgotten it. So uh, my top five from Darlington, I had Ben Rhodes. Raphael Lassard was my number two. Yep. Great run for him. Very good run. I had Austin Hill, Brett Moffitt, and then Derek Krause. Good second place finish. He didn't get stage points, but second place, I think he's 10 points out of the cutoff for the playoffs coming up. Yep, and they have this. This is their last race before the playoff starts at Bristol. So I think he'll make a push. So that's why in my top five for Richmond, I have Derek Krause as my number one. I think he he pushes to get there. He's going to get it. I think he will. All right. Well, Sheldon Creed, Austin Hill, Christian Eckes, and then Ben Rhodes. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun race for not only the Xfinity, but the truck race. The cup race, I think they're already kind of in the playoff groove now, but these last trying to secure the positions if they can in those playoffs are going to be a lot of fun to watch. Can't yeah. wait for that. Bristol coming up here in a couple of weeks. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait for that either. <laughs> Cannot wait for that. But you got anything else in NASCAR before we start getting into our final thoughts here? Nope. All right, we'll just go ahead and hit our final thoughts then. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap later. During our little break between segments, uh, it came to my attention that Ian, our producer, has never seen Roadhouse. Oh, my uh, God. Yes. And um, I'm kind of disappointed in that. You Listen, have to see it, dude. You're like, uh, I feel like as ever since I've joined... The fire service, it's been a nonstop assault on my lack of pop culture knowledge. I, I, now, hang on a second, because I think everybody gets, uh, everybody experiences that because I was hit with that when I first started, and Matt was really destroying me for the first few months. What was it? I forget exactly what it was. Field of Dreams was one of the movies yeah. that I had never seen completely through, and Matt was just like telling everybody at Station 5, he's like, this guy's never seen Field of Dreams. I can't believe it. Yeah, you got to see Field yeah. of Dreams. I can't remember what other movies he brought up, but like, I was like, I, I don't know Preston, what to do, man. Preston didn't impress me much when he first started. No, I did not <laughs> at all. And, and he's lucky he's in my good graces because he's the only one I could talk to NASCAR about. And then we came up with the idea with this podcast. And it's like, okay, you, you could stick around for a little bit. Yeah, okay. we'll keep you around for a little bit longer. So That's right. Well, Tim, Tim will just run in the room. He'll have some music playing. It'll just be a pop quiz. He said, "Yo, Lovis, who's who's this?" It's like I did that to you last week know. after our show. I took I, I took he, I took him to buy his beer, and I said, "Hey, who sings this?" He's like, "I don't know." But Tim does that to me. It's like, well, it's Motley Crue, and you should know that. Was I he should. playing ACDC? I don't. I don't, I don't, know. You don't know. And then he was like, "Would you um, like who do you find more attractive?" There's like a girl from this show that they're watching, and then. Um, some some country singer. The uh, correct answer is your current dating partner. That that is the correct answer. That is always <laughs> the correct answer. But my my answer was, I don't know what she looks like. It was Carrie Underwood. I was like, I don't oh, know what Carrie yeah. Underwood looks like. Yeah. Carrie Underwood, yeah, she's like, a vegan. She's okay. A vegan. Yeah, well, you, she's a vegan. I mean, you are like way in it. I'm like, I don't even know what this girl looks like. Yeah, she did. Uh, her, I guess she's married now. She, uh, her husband played for the. The Predators and Nationals, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, Tim was like, "Well, he was getting kind of, he was getting kind of heated about whoa. it." Whoa! Like, well, she's the only like the most famous country singer 
like in the world. False. That's a lie. False. That's a lie. False. He, he was Kenny Chesney. I'm sure is way more popular. Than uh, well, I guess female artist. Okay, still female, alive. Shania Twain. <laughs> yeah, Reba McIntyre. I, I love Shania Twain more than I love Carrie Underwood. And I'll tell you, all everybody like I know some of their music. I don't know what they look like at all. I don't know what half the half the people like who my favorite artists are. I don't know what they look like because I don't I don't watch them. I just listen to them. Right, that's fair enough. Okay, so I have I have no opinion on who I'm more attracted to. It's okay, neither do I. Um, but <laughs> unless you have a a favorite Avid brother, I know I know what they look like. <laughs> Not gonna go there, buddy. Not gonna go there, but hey, final thoughts this week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's become more interesting of a show since Ian has been taking <laughs> it's over. Good thing. No, it's, I will, good thing. Well, it's not bad. I I gotta say, the show's dynamic has has risen. I feel like it has. Back. Well, or, you need oh, to yeah, go. Absolutely. So I think you need to go watch Roadhouse at some point. Yeah, you need to definitely do that before it's, next. It's a episode. it's a classic. It really is. I watched it like ten times in a row when it was on Netflix. We should just have a uh, like a. Pop culture marathon offshoot Roadhouse podcast where we just discuss Roadhouse every week. Well, you scheduled that, and <laughs> you have to at that point you have to rent studio time for me. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's not cheap either. It's not cheap, not cheap. absolutely not. It's but two hey, cases of beer a week, okay? No, no, you're gonna pay me money. What? That, yeah, rent my studio equipment. Absolutely. Well, this this road goes both ways, man. I'll get you some uh, case of Angry Orchard and some Blue Moon. <laughs> Maybe well, a, a well, bottle of uh, well played, Charles. Well played, Ian. No, what's what's the two buck Chuck called? I don't know. I drink Charles. I drink Bush something. and Miller. <laughs> Got to open you up to the world. Nope. Of I, super cheap wine. I, I like my beer. But anyway, for this week in NASCAR, we'll go all the way back to September 9th, nineteen sixty six. Hall of Fame duo David Pearson and car owner Conant Owen took home one thousand dollars. Of winner of the winner's share of the purse at Hickory Motor Speedway, where Pearson lapped the field in the Buddy Sherman 250. The victory was one of 15 for Pearson in 1966, and Pearson went on to win his first of three Premier Series championships. That happened on September 6, 1966. I wonder what a thousand dollars would equate to these days. Probably a good chunk of probably, probably some good change there. But I never. I, I thought about that. Should I do the conversion? I didn't do the conversion. I don't know. Oh, well. if, I don't know where you would find out that. Nah, Google um, man. But hey, our driver of the week this week here at In the Marbles, I think is one. I'm surprised we haven't highlighted his career. A. J. Foyt. The, really? Yeah, we haven't done him. The only driver to win the Indianapolis 500, which he won that four times. Daytona 500, 24 hours of Daytona, 24 hours of Le Mans, and 12 hours of Sebring. These are twenty four hour races. Yeah, they're endurance races. Yeah, wow. so you have like three or four drivers, and every x amount three hours or so, they'll Switch do a pit off. stop and do a driver change, and then just continue going. It's really impressive to watch. They usually come the twenty four hours of Daytona comes on in February before speed weeks. Hmm. Yeah, that's always a good one to watch. In NASCAR, he has one hundred and twenty eight races over thirty years. Seven wins, thirty six top tens, nine poles. His first race coming at the Motor Trend. 500 at Riverside, California in 1963. The last race was the 1994 Brickyard 400, the inaugural Brickyard 400 there in Indianapolis Motor Speedway. First win came at the 1964 Firecracker 400 there at Daytona. And his last win came in the 1972 Miller High Life 500 in Ontario. A.J. Foyt, 
your driver of the week this week here at In the Marbles. And that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. You guys have anything else before we start wrapping it up? No, that's a pretty good accomplishments by AJ. Ford, yeah, AJ, I'm surprised we haven't highlighted his career before. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be okay with people knowing that I won Indy in 24 Hour of the Mon, 24 Hours of Daytona. Yeah, he. I like. Used, used to be a um, car owner. Yeah, Ron Hornaday was his driver in 2001, and that was a lot of fun to watch. He was like a C-rate team. He didn't really run well, but yeah, that, that's. That was your driver of the week. Another final thought. I just found another typo. Where I miss. <laughs> oh my god! I want which one is it? Oh I submitted listeners. Okay. No, uh, no e in listeners. Well, first of all, it um, <laughs> it got smushed. That's not an e. Oh my goodness! So okay, folks. At the top of the show, before the show even started, we were they were busting my chops about this, and apparently, I'm not the best speller. And um, you know what? Maybe maybe I had a few adult beverages during that time. I don't know. <laughs> you know, honestly, the word like plays it. has been like that for so long, and I've just ignored it. And yeah, okay, you Somebody's know what? Somebody's got to go back in like the old footage and and just find. Well, speaking of old footage, train wreck. We should have YouTube back up running for episode fifty two. Nice. Uh, again, folks, if you're looking for us on YouTube, I'm sorry about that. That is a uh, Unfortunate thing, but we'll have YouTube back up hopefully here next week once we get the fans working in the old computer. It's funny that Ian is over there just kind of like looking at the board, well, looking for typos. Well, I just honestly, <laughs> I wanted to find a reason to bring up the the typos. Yeah, and he found it. He found <laughs> his reason I, why. I, I shouldn't have asked. I should have just wrapped it up. I should have just wrapped it up there. But man, what a great it. show, Preston. I'm so glad you're back. I'm so glad your family's yeah, doing well, and. We'll just continue praying for you, man. And yeah, I have uh, more tests coming up, by the way, this week for my heart. So, and you, you just can't catch a break. This what do you the, What do you say about my luck? If I didn't have, uh, if you didn't have bad luck, you wouldn't, wouldn't have, have any, any luck at all. Yeah, at exactly. All. And I feel like this is a nice little hour break from all that. Yes, I've definitely needed a break from everything that's and happening right now. I'm glad you're back. Hopefully, you'll be back next week. We got um, just confirmed a driver coming on next oh, week. Who? You'll, uh, oh, you're going to save it for next surprise. week? You know what? No, you're going to let I'm, the fans know? I'm going to let the fans know via social media. We we got him in the works. Um, it's been a while for him, but uh, he'll be on him with Zoom. And But you're going to tell me as soon as we close the show. Yeah, I'll, I tell you, I'll let the fans in suspense for okay. next week's episode. we got a driver coming on. Maples is probably going to say you're going to tell me, and I'm going to probably tell him no. no. You know what? I'll just um, I just won't tell you then. I'll solve all that right now. <laughs> hey, how did... Uh, did you get a chance to look at the fantasy standings oh, in the my. league? And and I tell you what, and I'm glad the drivers I, did reset. You get to use them five times, five times. And I'm thank you for bringing that up because I would have totally forgot about that in the Marvels 2.0 fantasy league on NASCAR.com that we are using. And I tell you what, it's a lot of fun. Next year, definitely. I think we'll have more people jump, next year. We'll ha- we have eleven right now, but I think we'll have a lot more next year. Yeah. So here is, after following Darlington, the start of the NASCAR playoffs here. SMR on R&D still in the lead with 4,648 points. Beamer on a Beamer, 4,469. I'm third with 4,326. S-Blades, 4,176. SMR operations, 4,113. You're not doing horrible. 
I need to do better though. Well, it's tough to catch. Um, who's that? Who's in first there? Oh, R and D Maples. Maples is is tough this year, and so is John. And it's tough to even keep in contention with those two who've been swapping the first place back and forth the whole time. Meep Meep in sixth place with three thousand four hundred and eighty eight. Crunchy Enterprises three thousand three hundred and sixty six. Forty three and Me three thousand one hundred and sixteen. And from ninth on down. I think it's just safe to say that like only like the top five are even close. I dare say the top five are still in it. If you're within those in the four thousands, you're still, still in, in it. it. But you got to have Maples miss a week, John miss a week, me miss another week. Well, I know Maples isn't going to miss a week because every week he, he says wants that Amazon gift card. Man. He, he just rubs it in my face hmm. every week. Hey, I think I won the league this oh, week. And, by the way, and did you hear last week's episode? I mean, I you listened, did- but I don't. What? There was at one point where we were talking about when the playoffs started, like I ran through our picks for it, and you had 80 like something percent of the picks. Oh. You beat me in that. Oh. Well. So congratulations on that. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> uh, thanks for bringing that up. In the Marvels 2.0 for that $100 Amazon gift card from In the Marvels. And next year, we'll, I think we'll have a bit more people I think we will. joining in. This isn't related to race news at all. But I take my EMT test tomorrow. Good luck. Oh, my gosh. Good luck. So, all the fans that are really hanging on the edge of their seat of whether I'm going to be a nationally registered <laughs> EMT. All right. We will find out next week. That was very sus- – I'm, I'm, I got it. Man, the suspense is going to kill me now. Suspense, the suspense is honestly killing me. I've been, like, in a, in a weird funk because uh, this, this thing's just hanging over my head. You've been studying a lot. I've seen it. Hopefully I've been studying enough, you know. Well, I think you'll be fine, man. Preston, you'll be all right. We're good. I'm glad you're back. Um, send our best, send the best wishes to the wife, and hopefully your new daughter can come sooner rather than later home, man. I joked with her uh, the other day when they had said, oh, maybe she could come home on Sunday, and I said, oh, good, just in time to watch. I can get her into racing on Sunday. <laughs> I can get her. <laughs> wife was not very happy about that oh, statement. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get at least one of them into racing, or else it's not going to be fun. Exactly. So I'm working on it. Yeah. Slowly and surely, man. But how uh, old's your your first daughter? She just turned four. Oh, she's old enough for like a, like a little go kart or something. Do not take them to the track. My goodness, people, don't take your kids to the racetrack. Just give them some big headphones. You know, not even that. People walking around with no headphones on the kids for one. Oh, uh, that's not two. Three quarters of races passed, and they're falling asleep. My sister fell asleep at Darlington years ago. It was so funny. How old was she? She was like ten. Yeah, I mean that, that's. A, no, I mean, I think I, I think my made. kid could probably sit through it. I mean, I would have headphones, but she would just still keep saying, "Wow, it's really loud here." But I think she would enjoy it probably. Well, this year's race there were hardly any accidents, and so it went by pretty fast to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would want to take her to a race that goes by decently fast, not they, like. The first throwback weekend of Darlington, which took like six hours no, because this, there was 18 this race took It wasn't long at all, I feel. I feel like it went by fast. I, I could have been so excited that it just and, went by fast. The but, moment was just right, yeah. astonishing for me. But that's I all I got, guys. Um, anything else? Good luck on your EMT test. Oh, thank you. Thank Best you. Best of wishes to your family. And if you guys got nothing else, we'll go ahead and start wrapping it up here, man. I want to thank everybody so much for tuning in to us this week here at End the Marbles. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Be on the lookout for next week's driver interview, and stay tuned for a big announcement from here at End the Marbles. 
Make sure to subscribe to Preston's Twitch account, ITM underscore racing for Formula One action. For Preston Lude, our producer, Ian Lovis, I'm Matt Beamer. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and have a good rest of your week. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.